And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going everybody and welcome to the Parish Pump Podcast. Councillor Dermot Daisy O'Brien is here with you and I have a, a podcast today that's about a very specific issue and it's an issue that brings up a lot of debate, a lot of conversation and can really kind of challenge people in terms of their perception of the world and in particular the most vulnerable people in the world. Uh, so I hope it, I hope you're interested and I hope it stimulates some thoughts in you. How's it going everyone? So I'm making a video this evening um, and it's kind of all about questions. Um, questions that create more questions, questions that are hard to find answers to. Um, and it's really, yeah, very much linked to then how our perspective and how we see the world and how that determines the type of questions we ask. Um, and this is all about homelessness and in particular about homeless facilities. Um, and, you know, in the most basic sense, in, in my imagination, if you see a problem with something and there's a solution available, in the most basic sense, you imagine that when you when you align the problem and fit it into the solution that things improve or things get better and that's a premise so it obviously it's a lot more complicated than that when you're applying a solution or a proposed solution to a complex problem but that's okay because the world is complex life is complex and if we fear complexity then we won't get to solve the problems that are hard to solve. Um, and homelessness is a big problem and it's hard to solve. And we can look at it from so many different viewpoints. I can sit here and say that the homelessness problem in our society today is a reflection of government policy over the last 10, 15 years. And we are where we are today because of that it's not accidental it's by design uh, or an absence of will or an ideology that says it's all right to have homeless people maybe it's all right to have homeless people as long as they are unseen maybe or i don't know i don't know like it's not all right to have homeless people so i can't i can't that can't be a basis for anything uh for me in terms of a thought process so there are there are homeless people and when i wonder about the conversation about homelessness and i always think about proximity how close are it and with any issue actually how close are you to the issue insofar as it informing your thoughts about it and your feelings about it um, and obviously yeah we don't we don't all choose to be close to issues we find ourselves close to issues some of us get to present ourselves and move ourselves close to issues because we might be part of solutions um, um, with homelessness I have never been homeless so I don't know what it is like to be homeless I don't know what it it's like to be in a journey where homelessness is an outcome um, so it's quite hard for me to imagine what that's like other than to 
fundamentally appreciate that there must be trauma in there that if your journey ends up in homelessness that there is deep trauma there in one way or another and trauma can come from lots of different sources whether it's being unable to pay bills and things falling apart relationships um habits uh, in terms of drug use alcohol uh, coping mechanisms conflict yes you know so start point for me i don't know what it's like to be homeless um i am i am very very lucky i consider myself very lucky because i know many people who have experienced homelessness and who are living it right now um and so that informs me that is a privilege for me because it also tells me that if i know if i know 10 people that are homeless those they are 10 different human beings with 10 different stories within which there are multiple chapters um, with lots of activity and lots of action and heroes and villains and struggle and pain and suffering and whatever um, but if even if it's 10 if I, if I just pick 10 people that I know that are homeless those are 10 different human beings with 10 scenarios um, and if they were to present to me one after another today and I was to say what's going on for you right now what are, what are your issues what are your needs what are your struggles they would present me with 10 different uh, examples of where they're at what's going on and what they need um, and and that means that if if a support is to be designed for them um, it needs to appreciate the complexity of their scenario so I, I can't say they in terms of homeless people and that be one picture in my mind nobody can say that so if i'm talking about homeless people th there isn't one picture in my mind and again that's because i know lots of homeless people i know there are students who have experienced been homeless this year and still completed assignments for me in my college um, i know families who've experienced homelessness i know young people who've experienced homelessness and um, what's important for me is that they're all individuals in a scenario that requires support so when i meet people who think that homeless equals addiction homeless equals antisocial behavior homeless equals inability to be clean or to manage your hygiene homeless equals a burden or all those if, if homeless in your mind only equals one thing or if the picture that you create in your mind is one dimensional that's unfortunate i would say unfortunate for you and i would challenge you to go and enhance that picture a little bit and that requires maybe a little bit of research uh, a little bit of um imagination that is kind of tinged with compassion because when you add compassion to your imagination about someone who's in a tough situation then you open yourself up to the reality of of their scenario and and how many different moving parts there are that are impacting on them at any moment in any day and um, the one thing that uh, yeah that that puts homeless people uh, on the same level is the fact that they don't have a home so that's where they that's the only scenario by which they are the same um, and if we were to just sit with that concept for for a moment for an evening for a half hour 
not having a home, that would be a challenge. That would be a challenge because on many levels it is incomprehensible for us to think about not having a home. Um, but it's, I think it, there's something healthy about that, about looking at our fellow humans and appreciating the scenario that they found themselves in um, and applying some empathy to that uh, because then that gives you the headspace to wonder about the role that you might play in how community, society or you as an individual um, might do something where change is possible um, and change for an individual that's in a situation but also change in how we organise things and how we maybe um, create uh, the, the platform for a future where we don't have to uh, think about high volumes of people finding, finding themselves in homelessness. Um, another thing that is kind of relevant for me is the proximity that I have to people in the caring profession who work with those who find themselves uh, in homeless scenarios. And again, if I sit with and wonder about the type of people they are and the type of work they do, it's pretty profound. Uh, it's, a, it's a very powerful experience to, to know and to be friends with and to be a colleague of people who, have, who are equipped with the skills and competence to have a, a really positive impact on, on those who are struggling but also who have the values and the level of compassion required to, to remind um, in a very, very authentic way to remind people who are at the lowest point in their lives that they have dignity and that they deserve to be treated with dignity. Um, because when you, when you lose the ability to do that because of a fear or because of a prejudice or because, of, because you think your own needs outweigh the needs of the most vulnerable in society yeah then then yeah you're going to struggle with finding the space for to have a compassionate response um even if it means a discomfort um because there is I, i've spent my whole career working with people mostly with young people but working with communities and working with parents um, and a lot of my work has been um, presented it presented me in scenarios where there has been violence and conflict and anger and pain and suffering and struggle and it hasn't been all roses and rainbows um, and every intervention that I've ever been involved in hasn't been smooth and perfect and ended in hugs and kisses and joy um, there's been <clears throat> death and doom and gloom and struggle and heartache um, and that's that's been part of this, the stories of people that I've worked with, and therefore it's the stories that I carry with me. Um, but once I have a fundamental belief in human dignity, and I can find compassion for a scenario that someone's in that I don't know what it's like to be in, but all I require is a, the headspace for compassion and empathy, and to say that yeah, that where the the, the way they see the world right now. Um, is bleak and therefore the behaviour 
that might come from that. Uh, I cannot have a high expectation of my needs being met in terms of you need to be this way and that way and how dare you be struggling and angry and maybe even uh, abusive towards me because all I need is to take one moment in my mind to remind myself that the, where they are and what's going on for them is not comprehensible to me. So I apply compassion and empathy and then I access my professional competence to be able to deal with that scenario. And I place my trust and my faith in others who are playing roles um, within their professional competence uh, to deliver on actions that ultimately provide a pathway to a better situation. And all the work in the caring sectors is about that, um, is about providing pathways, holding space in the meantime, um, but driven by a belief that this work over time will bring and support people to discover how they can navigate uh, tough times and, and ultimately end up in a place where things are better than they were. So when a facility opens up in Bray for the most vulnerable people, the most at risk in our community, I believe that every single day that they are there, they're on a pathway to potentially a better place. And they'll feel that and they'll know that. And they won't be walking out of a facility day to day um, in a worse scenario than they were the previous day because that's not possible. They won't be walking out of a facility looking for how they can cause harm to other vulnerable people or people who are also a part of the community because why would they? We, I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges is how a community takes a collective responsibility for its most vulnerable. And that's not, again, that requires an appreciation that there's struggle in that. I don't know what's happening behind anyone's door in, in any community. Um, I don't know to what degree there's pain and suffering and struggle and heartache and, and, and often, more often than not, I, I've no right to know. And I don't get to know unless they present themselves into a place where I have a role. Um, so, to, so beyond that, it's not. I don't have a right to speculate about uh, people's situation and what that means about their character, about their behaviour. I can't presume anything on any day of the week about how someone will be. No more than I can presume how someone might behave on their way home from a pub on a Friday night. I, I can't. But 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 I do know that there are that there are laws about how people behave. In the public domain and I and I can appreciate and expect that those whose job it is to enforce the law will do that and um, beyond that the behavior of individuals across our town um, is something yeah for for us to respond to to manage to think about to wonder and um, to maybe reflect a little bit about how we were uh, when we were young, but but ultimately to take perspective, to take perspective, and then wonder about what, how can you be part of a change if things need to be changed, um, 
I work with young people and they are, you know, they're up there, I think, with some of the most disrespected and demonized cohorts in our society. Uh, so I spend a bit of time defending them. Um, but, I, but I don't, you know, look for a free pass or I don't apologize on behalf of young people or expect um, that they will be angelic in their behavior every day of their lives because because nobody is um but i'm, I'm not I, I you know i'm not interested in in using dehumanizing and degrading language to define the, a human being because of behavior that they may have exhibited um, so that yeah there there are my questions and ponderings um and this is a there's an open conversation happening um, and yeah I I want to be part of it and that, it's unfortunate that the current scenario um, doesn't allow us to have conversations in groups um, because I think they would be healthy but when you you know uh, and, and even having conversations helps because if you're just um, taking a narrative from your head and experience expressing that in an email um, and it's not getting the healthy dynamic of questions or reframing or challenge or another perspective yeah that's unfortunate that's unfortunate um, and that's partly why I'm making a video like this as well uh, so yeah let's, let's have a healthy conversation about how we respond to some of the pressing issues in our community but let's do it with compassion and have a great weekend. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation.